to so that we're really talking to each other and not like ah. also kind of talking to the computer. Uh -huh. Okay, I like it. I nominate. Oh, State Puff Marshmallow then. Um, Mardi Gras State Puff. So State Puff. It's State Puff. Puff. Stay puffed. Stay, right. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man toy that I bought at a garage sale, yard sale, probably 15 years ago, which has like kid markings all over, like it's scratched up. I'll put a picture on the internet, sadcast.ca. But it, he's also wearing two separate sets of um, like pride beads or Mardi Gras beads or just those shitty beads. <laughs> Which, of course, because he's a giant, like miniature giant, um, look giant on him. Anyway, it's pretty funny. Um, so it's episode 14 for new listeners to the show. This is the Sad Meg podcast, but what that really means, we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> Basically, we discuss, like Sad Meg does, arts and culture in Vancouver, so through stories, art, and design. On the podcast, I don't know, it's still evolving. Like, check back with us and... 15 episodes and we'll have a more tight like logline but I feel like we're gonna have to discover it in retrospect it's pretty um, conversational so it's me and Pam and we're chilling in my house my cat's in the background maybe we smoke weed maybe we don't maybe there's extra guests on the show maybe there aren't and we just kind of like chat through relevant shit whether it's like timely or random and untimely and try to keep it kind of local and real and also a bit personal because we are friends speaking of which hmm Last time we recorded, it was a few months to your wedding, uh -huh. and I believe we briefly discussed your bachelor party, or bachelorette party, or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to check in, since it's a month later now, we're a month away, we're less than a month away from the big day. God knows, perhaps by the next time we record, I hope I hope we could do it sooner, but things are going to get busy for you in the next month. How are you feeling? Um. Yeah, I feel okay. I, like... I feel like it's like a sporting event. Like, I feel like you're running a marathon. It's the first marathon you've ever run. You've it been... just feels like too much buildup. Like, <laughs> it's just too much. This is definitely not helping then. I don't know. All of this stuff, wedding stuff, it just makes you question the point of any of it. I you know. You shouldn't question the point of any of it. I feel like that's appropriate. You just gotta give yourself a break. Like, it'll be over. It's just a night. Just like, tonight's no, a night. I know? shouldn't com even complain. I mean, like, well, at you're home. allowed to complain because it's very stressful. I just hope that I can, on the day of, enjoy it and not hmm. stress. But I mean, I'm sure everyone says Okay. That. What would be a marker of I'm enjoying? Like, what would that look like to be enjoying a day? Like, how can you look out for, oh, I'm currently enjoying myself moments? You know, and like, I don't like those kinds of questions and I'll tell you why like <laughs> Ooh, a workaround well <laughs> Go for I don't know like my, my counselor has asked me yeah. that before and maybe yeah. this is really telling about how morose I am inside mm. but you know when she asked me like what makes me happy it's like pause I don't I don't know mm. I don't know. Nothing's ever good enough for me. No, not nothing, nothing. Surely you have... No, I don't believe that to be true. I mean, you're very in touch with your dark side. I'll give you that. But I I feel like you're not in touch enough with the very real, like, joyful, heartful, sweet, fun-loving, gentle side of you. Like, which is very real, and I'm totally in touch with that person, so... Okay, it must exist. It don't, It is part of you that I fully interface with on the regular. So when you think that you don't know how to answer the question, what will you enjoy on your wedding day? What will enjoying your wedding day look like? 
Like, I encourage you to just answer quickly. I mean, I, I, I imagine uh, smiling and not thinking about the details that are happening okay, around so like, me. Having like, a, having, like, joy and laughter, laughing a lot. Yeah. Okay? That's a good, that's a solid yeah. thing to put on the checklist for the day. Yeah. As well as, like, subtext, not thinking of a checklist is part of the thing. The movement issue has arrived. Um, this is issue number um, 19. 43. What? 19. 19. <laughs> Feels like 18 million. Um, 43. 19. <laughs> also so joyful. Like, I know as the designer, you feel this way with every issue, that there's always something or a series of things that, like, you can't believe happened and, like, blah, 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 and would have changed and whatever because you have super high standards. And so, like, obviously I preface that this with acknowledging that. But I think it's beautiful. And I think it's also, oh, like, well, so, you. so, like, I feel like you're pushing yourself with every issue. I don't know how you do the thing where you both, like, push the kind of sad mag kind of vibe forward and, like, sculpt and polish it in a singular way from issue to issue, but also, like, so um, consistently veer away from what you've done before ever and, like, or what's a thing you did recently even and just, like, make a new way of thinking about a layout or a page or, a, like, typeface or an organization of information and, like... I think it's very cool that both of those things can happen at the same time because it feels like comfortable like there's a core sad mag experience visually but also totally exciting because there's something new happening every time and it's so like Aww. delicious well that's nice so I give you the Stay Puff Marshall <laughs> you get big Stay Puff beads oh, I for love another it. beautiful issue Change also Robin's art direction in the like centerfold of um Six Not in the center, life. but you would think so. It feels very centery because <laughs> yeah. of the cup, like, whatever. I mean, yeah. it's the center in terms of, like... It's the cover boy, the, uh... It's Jamal. It's just a beautiful yeah. set of photos. It's totally great. Yeah. Sarah Ray's photography. So amazing. Yeah. No, it was really great. I mean, this is, like, a very colorful issue, yeah. so it really... And it's so great with color. Fuck. Yeah, it... Oh. Yeah, those photos are great. Um, yeah, some really great illustration. Um, Definitely. I also really, really love the dispatch illustrations. Yeah. I think um, we might try, if we're, like, I'd love to get another one, another podcast out, maybe by the end of the month. I always say that, and it never happens, but... Um, Should we record at the launch? Ooh, but then I'd still need to edit it probably forever. Yeah, but Okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, but point being, I'd love to have a couple people from the issue... Um, like call them and have them read their stories to me. I think that would be really fun. Oh yeah. So I might try to put some of those together for an issue, or an issue. A sick, a fucking what is this called? Podcast in a couple weeks. <laughs> Episode. Um. <gasps> so yeah, kind of like celebrating the fact that the movement issue has arrived. The launch party for those who are listening in the like correct weird window of time where this is relevant is August twenty eighth. Nope. 29th. Fuck. Twenty ninth. <laughs> I mean, at the Remington. At the Remington Gallery on Hastings. At uh, 8 o'clock. Carol? No, Columbia. Columbia. So, you come, drink beer, watch the contortionist. Oh my extraordinaire, God. Vixen Von I Flex. mean, come watch a contortionist work and just be fucking amazed. It's amazing. There's going to be... Uh, Especially if you do yoga, fucking come to this. You'll just be like, what? Like, how's the it body even? does not do that. Just kidding. 
no yeah. judgment. But it does. But it does, and it's amazing. And there's art there, too, and um, premiering uh, the Point of Inflection project. Yeah, uh, so yeah, for, lots of for, for the blessed few of you who are subscribers of, to the magazine, uh, the print magazine, and, like, will get their hands on the next issue, and if you don't, like, you're really missing, this is like a whole layer, a layered experience you're missing out on right now. That's a pun. Three layers, because the print magazine now has this, like, just for this particular article, you, you guys, like, interacted with, I don't know, I don't know who suggested it or what the deal is, but anyway, there's this, you, like can get an app yeah. and I get I haven't done it yet yeah. look at the magazine in through oh, this app and oh. it's like just that article yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Rare, of course oh my god can you imagine I mean <laughs> I can imagine it, it's not that difficult to implement it is um, yeah it's called Lair um, like oh I didn't realize that okay. yeah that's it. why it's I fun. fun yeah gotcha um, because and AR like augmented reality Lair yeah Anyway, so, uh, yeah, you just, whatever, you scan it, and you can watch these cinemagraphs that uh, were created uh, for the Point of Inflection Project. It's pretty cool. So um, these cinemagraphs, are they basically, like, 3D GIFs? They're not GIFs, because they're cinemagraphs. There's audio. So there have been no pieces way. scored specifically for each of these cinemagraphs that mm -hmm. go with the... A, a, I thought it was just, like, kind of a giphy experience. It's, like, a whole music... No, no, it, it, okay, they're, they're kind of like gifts because they, like, loop. Right. Um, it, are, like, where there's an image and one thing moves. Oh, yeah, 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 You know, gotcha. those, you I, know those things. I just, I'm not really familiar with that word, but I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah. Like, like with Harry, the reality. Like Harry Potter style. Hmm. Um, anyway, so. Or, like, Tumblr theme style, <laughs> like, where there's, like. A still image, but then some little piece of it is yeah. like, like a TV screen. It's or very like giffy. Yes, TV screen, that actually is one of the ones in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are pieces of music scored specifically for these, plus writing that it goes with. So it's and are these for us, or did we kind of like get in on some kind of cool thing like this? Um, where we're like showing something of a other thing. I think this, like, was talked about for, like, for this issue, what? but it's a project that they were doing anyway. Like, we're not, we're not showing all of... There's, uh, I think, eight pieces in total, and we're only showing um, four, so there's still more to see. Okay, folks, get your layer app. Come to the Remington. It's going to be so fucking interactive, but also chill and with mm, drinks and stuff. They're showing them, like, live at the Remington, so you don't need the app. Oh, I'm confused. Remington. I know. Showing them? But yeah, they're showing them. Like, mm. on a video projection. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so educational. Ah, uh, you guys, it's so <laughs> much stuff is happening. Just... So much stuff is going on. Anyway, movement issues. It's blowing <laughs> my mind. Um, oh, and it's beautiful. So I can't wait to like really dive into all the articles. I feel like there's a cool article with some amazing pictures. I love it when you go full page on pictures, like especially portraits of like protests. Oh, people, yes. Uh, yeah. Pipeline mm -hmm. protesters. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Grady Mitchell. Grady Mitchell. Thanks, Grady. Good fight. Read it. Um, okay, so moving on. Get the movement issue. Best way to do that is to buy a subscription. I went to a press screening for a documentary coming out in a couple weeks. Um, clicky, clicky, click. Fuck, I can't have a podcast where there's no me typing on my computer. Yeah. Typing happens. Okay. Vancouver based production company Network Entertainment Inc. Presents, I am Chris Farley, which will have an exclusive theatrical run in Vancouver at the Rio Theatre starting 
Tuesday, August 25th. I Am Chris Farley is the movie, um, it's a documentary about Chris Farley, but it's made or it's executive produced and also heavily featuring his brother, Kevin Farley, who will also be at the Rio on Friday, August 28th for a Q&A, which is pretty cool. So for those of you out there who are like, ambivalent about film fests or haven't figured out why film fests are so rad it's because often the director's in attendance and you can ask the questions and it's like a way cooler richer experience anyway so i was forwarded this to review for sadmag.ca which unlike the last movie we talked about on the sadcast that i was planning to review this one i actually did see and did review and i wanted to read my review to you right now um so this is as you were listening to this probably already on sad um sadmag.ca But um, for those of you who weirdly came to the podcast first, here's my review. I leave the preview screening of I Am Chris Farley feeling strangely affected. I realize that I hadn't considered how much of my adolescent psyche was shaped by the characters Chris Farley played on SNL and in the SNL franchise films of the mid-90s. I didn't realize that I am now just a year older than Farley was in 1997 when he died of an overdose of cocaine and morphine or that some of his most iconic characters seeped into my sense of what it means to be fat and funny, terms I occasionally self-identify by. I was about nine or ten years old when I started staying up late at night to watch Saturday Night Live. I immediately understood the magic of the show and started to emulate the performances. I was too young to realize how much of a master Farley was, but I very much remember that Christina Applegate sketch where Farley's famous Matt Foley motivational speaker was unleashed to the world. There's an uncanny overlap between this documentary and the character Matt Foley, whose motivating shtick was to caution teenagers against making the choices he's made, as evidenced by the fact that he now lives, quote, in a van down by the river. In a way I'm not sure was intended, this documentary acts as a cautionary tale against the toxic nexus of fast fame, low self-esteem, substance use and abuse, and, well, being fat. Except instead of ending up in a van by the river, Farley ended up in a cemetery in Wisconsin at the age of 33. The dog flirts a little more than I had anticipated, but not enough to really satisfy me, with the connection between Farley's weight-related self-esteem issues and his comedy. A set piece in the film focuses on Farley's breakout SNL sketch, A Chippendales Audition, in which he takes his shirt off and dances next to the chiseled Patrick Swayze. His reluctance privately to play the fat fool, but ultimately unbridled commitment to the choice on stage, are both acknowledged by the film, but I'm left wishing someone would have spoken to the ways in which Farley was pigeonholed on SNL. The film acknowledges how boundary-breaking that performance was in some ways, but I wonder if the magic lies more in the audacity and the totality of his commitment rather than the cultural norm which underwrites the joke that fat can never equal erotic. I Am Chris Farley, a a project executive produced and heavily featuring Farley's brother Kevin, does a coherent and at times quite cinematic job celebrating the singular comedic force of nature that Farley was, while also paying more than lip service to his more private struggles. Don't expect anything too gritty or unflattering here. This is a loving tribute made to celebrate his life. Those unfamiliar with Farley would do well to see it and discover his singularity. Those familiar will likely enjoy the reminder of how brightly he shone. I leave the film feeling vaguely implicated somehow, in a culture that can't quite decide how to embrace folks who are funny and fat. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting movie. I mean, I can't help but think of Melissa McCarthy. Um, Mm. And I remember when she... Totally. That's what I find so uncomfortable about so many of her movies, is like, 
Well, yeah, when she was on SNL, it may, I don't. I think it might have been the first time she hosted, um, and it felt like every sketch was about her being overweight, and it's just like, okay, well, you know, like, she's more than that, and that's not even, like, why do we have to do that? Exactly. So, Yeah, I, I, feel, that, I feel that really strongly, and I feel like in this documentary, there's a lot of mention. In fact, what's his name? What's the name of... Roseanne Barr's ex-husband is also a comedian. Ackroyd, Dan Ackroyd. No. No. Uh, you know, you, you know I the guy. Know. Uh, I know. The guy from, in, like, from uh, True Lies. True Lies, he's like, what kind of a sick bitch steals the ice cube tray? That guy. Yeah, what is his name? Um, <laughs> isn't that so sad to be, like, kind of memorable, but not in a way where people actually remember your name? And, I'm, like, anyone 10 years old is like, I can't believe you don't know who that is. <laughs> um, I mean, I do. I just I don't know his name. Yeah, but I, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like basically quoting himself, talking to Farley at some point, saying, "You can either be fat or an addict, but you can't be both." Because you'll die. Yeah. Yeah. And you know he chose both, and yeah. he. Ch- <laughs> yeah. He well he made no choice, and the person who's speaking has lost a lot of weight and may or may not. Probably is a so I sober. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know if I feel that connected to Chris Farley. I mean, I did watch SNL then, but I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, okay, fat guy in little coat, Tommy boy, sure. I did. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's interesting is that they kind of focus on. I mean, it's a tricky documentary in a way too, because I personally feel like you can't escape the feeling of like. <sighs> or at least maybe later, that you can't escape the feeling of, like, I'm watching a documentary that is basically probably meant to rehabilitate his image in terms of for his own legacy for his family. And, like, oh, my God, my cat is snoring right now. It's really cute. Oh, it fucking kills me. I cried it's today like, just, like... Yeah. Yeah. He has some kind of nasal <laughs> issues, and, like, it's not really a problem, but it's what... I literally just, there was something about, like, the way he was, like, cuddling up on me today as I was watching a movie, and, like, his little head and the way his little head curves, and I just immediately felt very sad that, like, it is the reality of this world that he will die, and it will be sometime in the next five to ten, if not sooner, like, and that reality just immediately made me cry, so I texted my mom. No, no. (laughs) I was just like... The saddest thing about having Darren is knowing that he's going to die. <laughs> My mom. Did she say now you know what it's like to be a mother? <laughs> well, I think, no, I mean, this is the interesting thing about my mother. It says a lot about me, too, which is that my mother is really not sentimental at all. And so I'm, ex- I'm very sentimental to, yeah. like, overcompensate, basically. So, yeah, I wrote her. Sometimes when I think about how Darren won't live forever, I get really sad. And then... She says, I know that is the hardest part about owning a pet. As in, like, just straight empathy. So sweet. And then I was like, slash of being a human. Because, like, I kind of wanted to see if she would write, like, we'll all die or something like that. But No, nope, didn't go there. She didn't bite. No, she didn't bite. Oh, uh, they're busy making jam. Okay, sorry. Well, that's what happens when you move to the Okanagan. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Farley. Mm, documentary. Yeah, so it felt to me like... I mean, it's a bit cynical for me to say they're trying to rehabilitate his image or whatever, but what I mean is, like, they kind of... It just follows his life in a linear narration. Um, 
But by the time you get, like, I didn't really realize that he kind of peeks at Tommy Boy, slash Tommy Boy is a huge box office disappointment. And so is perceived as a, because it's a cult favorite, yeah. Oh. And also, like, we were probably exactly the age of people who didn't give a shit about that and watched all the SNL movies and care if they were successful That's or not true. because everybody saw them because they were like, oh my god, that movie's so funny, blah, 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 because it's just, like, yeah. dumb humor for teens and stuff. <laughs> as it turns out. I don't think it holds up. Have you seen it? Oh, Lately? God, no, no. I mean, I probably watched it in, like, I think I watched it in 2000, maybe, or, like, 99, maybe. So, like, just after it went to VHS, basically, a couple times. It's really DVD. hard to watch a lot of old comedy. I find that you yeah. come to an interesting place in comedy, and it's really hard to watch anything too slapsticky, personally. Like, yeah. physical like comedy is not my thing. so fucking racist and, like, sexist and, like... Definitely. Super tricky, yeah. Just not smart enough. I don't know. Yeah, also, like, not subtle. Yeah. yeah. Well, or that stuff wasn't, like, in the mainstream. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's always been subtle comedy and, like, yeah. witty things, but, I mean, I just, I don't know what they are from, like, 10 years, or 20 yeah. years ago. Like, I don't. That reminds me of the conversation, it must have been on Slate Culture Gabfest. I think they were talking about how... Wet Hot American Summer is this type of humor that was like more outside the mainstream when that movie first came out in right. 2000 and yeah. now it's part of the mainstream and in a way that's kind of what you're, you're talking about which is that kind of humor from the 90s like uh, Tommy Boy is probably fallen out of the mainstream because other types of comedy have come in. Yeah, yeah. And I could be wrong because I have not seen it and maybe it does hold up. Maybe it is so funny. Yeah, I mean I also I mean I think there's something to be said too about it resonates with you because you were because it, it was important to you at the time you saw it, and that's enough to last, actually. Like, for me, there's something about the that sort of spate of, like, Adam Sandler-ish, SNL-ish kind of movies of the 90s, which obviously started with Wayne's World, but, like, extended pretty deeply to movies that... There's lots of them that I didn't see, because I was just like, I don't want to see the one where they're in the bar. Night at the Roxbury. Fuck, man. Like, no, I didn't see that, that one was not good. Yeah, it... it one could have assumed that it would not be good. But I still like Wayne's But World. Tommy Boy I liked, and Happy Gilmore I liked, and, I mean, Wayne's World to me is, like, forever. But Wayne's World stands up, but I, I, I have no desire to go back and watch Happy Gilmore, actually. It would just ruin it to yeah. watch it again. I'm sure it doesn't stand up. Yeah, I know, right? But I guess, what sorry, I've, that? like, argued myself off of my point. Although the point I was trying to make before I've changed my mind was that... I have nostalgic value with some of the humor in there. Like, which is, brings us back to Chris Farley, because just like Fat Guy in a Little Coat is something my sister, like, it's something I, I almost started the review with, I think of Chris Farley every time I'm in a change room. Because, like, <laughs> every time you put on, every, like, almost every time I try something on. Oh, God, I, I make that joke when I don't fit into it. Yeah, everybody does. It's like, yeah. he's, he said a thing in a time, it was real, it was funny, it resonated, like literally, yeah. it vibrates in all of us, and so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that it's true. It's funny. Okay, yeah, it's funny. it is funny, but like I feel, but it's also intense and like complicated, mm. especially given the context of Chris Farley's life, and also a little bit. I don't think it does it that deftly or consciously, but it goes a little bit into kind of the angle of his self esteem around his weight and like. Mm. That relationship to his comedy and stuff like that—it goes, it touches on that, but not enough for me. Anyway, sad Chris Farley documentary. Go see it. Um, final topic. You wanted to talk about um, 
you wanted to throw to the music this week and also talk about music in a way. Oh, um, yeah. So as I think a way of or just like something for me to me and Phil to do as a couple. Um, I guess this was Phil's idea that we would listen to an album every week and do a review. And um, <sighs> I just love partnerships with like. <laughs> like task based partnerships where you're like really into activities like yeah fuck man I think that's so essential I just thought it was a great idea and then and you we guys were like a lot of cool stuff like that where you're like let's join bowling or like let's play a thing or let's go golfing or some shit we do like a lot of the same things and it's so essential perfect. to yeah. a long term partnership yeah. or else you will hate yeah. everything the other person loves to do and that's no good no and so boring yeah no yeah. it's great so we decided we would make them albums that are not, um, you know, popular, and we... Okay, wait, start again. So what, what is it that you do? Okay, so we listen to an album um, a week-ish, we try, um, and we'll take turns choosing the album. It has to be an album that we maximum only know one song from the album. Maximum one song. Cool. Yeah, like, this has to be something, like, obscure, probably, and that neither of us have really heard. Okay, but it's come across your radar somehow. Somehow, and um, and then we'll just like write a brief little review, and I just put kind of like a hidden link by my website. You could go to it. It's um, pamelarunas.com slash consonants. We'll link to it on um, Yeah, we'll link to it there. But yeah, you can't really get to it from going to my site, because I just, I don't know, we weren't sure like, are we going to share this? Is this just for us? I don't know. Questions. Yeah. You... Listen to them and then separately write things. Do you separately listen, actually? No, we, we listen together. You're, like, sitting down, curled up on the couch, listening. A lot of the time it'll be on um, a drive, you know, and listen So you have to, to like, actually acquire it, like, purchase it, and or already own it, and or, like... These albums are, like, unpurchasable, like, so far. Well, one of them, no, you could probably find, but, like, they're hard to find. Okay, well, so this is a very cool project, actually. This is, like... Deep cuts, deep album cut. reviews. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we found one um, on YouTube, just like as a long streaming. Another mm-hmm. one, um, I found each individual song on YouTube, except one of them is a live version because I can't find the other one. And I put them together on yep. my YouTube channel to play. You know, right. whatever. Yep. We're just we for, we're figuring it out. I love it. I, I love mean, it. I, love I don't it. know. Um, and it's interesting, and like it's really highlighting the fact that I I have a hard time writing about music, even though I love music. Totally. I mean, compared to how Phil writes about it, and he's just very, well, he's just a good writer too. But this right. is also maybe more, even more his milieu because he is a musician. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I haven't really loved any of the things we listened to yet. Whoa! So it's like really artistically challenging. Well, it's funny because you like listen to a track and then you're like, yeah, I want to like find out where did this album come from? Like, how come I don't know about it? And it's like, because the rest of it sucks. Gotcha. (laughs) That's why. Okay. So, okay. So next question would be, is it frequently the case that there's one song that's good, which is maybe also always the song, you know, it's not even big stretch. Oh, damn big stretch. This is my, like, this is, I, fuck, like, I wish I would have known about having a cat sooner. I mean, I knew, I know I didn't, I kind of didn't have enough money until I did, and then I got one, but. But I will never not have one. I'll never, well, unless I'm in mourning. Like, deep sure, mourning. Sure, sure, But, like, which. There's a buffer period, well, but yeah. 
Not for any. But he's like a little accordion of joy. Breathing in and it out. It is good. Well, it's proven if you have a pet, you are chill, to live a better life. Relaxation and yeah. like love and support through my whole life. 100%. Fucking, he peers with one eye around the corner when I'm having a shower. Creeper. I just... Creeper. Love it. Like, I just adore his weird little privacy vibe, but like also <laughs> I want to be around you all the time vibe. Like, but can I be in here? But it's like, I don't want to get wet. So it's sort of like, he's a reluctant, but committed, but sort of half committed. <sighs> I just... So cute. Anyway. Okay, back to consonants? Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. Consonants. Correct. I'm stoked. Like, I haven't read any of these, so I'm stoked to read them and discover one. So, but you were going to also share... One yeah, good and I, song yeah, and from I wonder. Your well, actually, I wasn't gonna share from one of those. Oh, but I could, I guess, because that would make the most sense. Well, or both, but we have to pick. I think a song to put on the podcast, and preferably a song that okay. the like magic wizard engines of iTunes aren't gonna like subtly suck into the void, recognize, and like black mark our podcast for plagiarizing. Mm, I can't decide. Okay, I'm gonna make you decide by mm. these descriptions. Okay. Do you want to hear, um, Jap- creating suspense. Japanese qu- quirk pop, or... Can I be, can I ask a follow-up question? Maybe. Can you specify a decade? 80s. Go on. 80s Japanese quirk pop, or 70s Brazilian funk something. <laughs> I'm gonna for sure go with... Um, Brazilian funk something only because I already have an existing like niche interest in certain types of like retro Japanese music but mostly 50s and 60s okay and the 70s and 80s I have a lot more kind of um I have a few like psychedelics Japanese records from the 70s that I don't really like I've given them a try a couple times but they don't I don't like them as much as the like weird 50s covers and cute, weird um, Showa pop, it's called. Like, Showa-era pop. Okay, so not to the Japanese. So, yeah, I mean, All right. I, I mean at All some right. point I'd be curious to listen to that, but I'm more... The slate right. is cleaner for Brazilian music. All right, me. okay. We're going to go to... Okay, go to... and um, <gasps> Can I... We're going to do this, but can I make a YouTube side note, like, remark right yeah. now? Which is that I only... Ju- so I've, I've been I'm making playlists on YouTube for a while, but mostly just music-based. Mm-hmm. Today was, like... I don't know why it never occurred to me before, but today was the first time I made, like, a... Oh, this is a collection of, like, um, videos that I come back to on the internet that make me feel, like, motivated about my craft or, like, are inspiring to me. I've never thought of making a folder of, like, inspirational videos that I find cool on YouTube. Oh, I just Pinterest them. But I guess same thing. See, I've successfully avoided Pinterest. I ducked right underneath it. I don't do it. I've never... I never signed up. I know, I think I would like it, but at the same time... Not another thing. Right? I can't, yeah, I was just yeah. like, it's too much. I, I and I successfully, like, evaded it. I so, understand. But anyway, today I did motivate Oh, nice. Yeah, I suggest everyone make a motivate I mean, if you're the kind of person who enjoys being motivated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are... Okay, um, Yuka Chavez, so J-U-C-A Chavez, and then um, Take Me Back to... P- P-A-W-E, it should come up right there. Okay. The song um, I found through Reverberation Radio, which I love, and if you don't do not listen to it, you need to listen to it. Reverberation Radio? Reverberationradio.com. 
awesome playlist, always like really interesting combinations of like world music and folk music and, and just good, like, just good music. They just don't discriminate. I like it when it's not like, we're going to stick to the genre and that's just no. what it's going to be. This is like really breaking out and doing lots we're of good. stuff and I love it. Um, yeah, that's I'm it. I'm going to play this right now and then we can talk about it. Talk about it. I hope it's not like 10 minutes. Okay, no. <laughs> I might play a part of it. We'll see. Paris tropical, adeus Brigitte Bardot O champanhe fez mal, caviar já me enjoou Simonal estava certo, na razão do patrofi Eu também que sou esperto, vou viver no Piauí Minha terra tem chacrinha, que é louco como ninguém Tem juca, tem teixeirinha, tem dona Hebe também Tem maçã, laranja e figo, banana quem não comeu Manga não, manga é o perigo, quem provou quase morreu <risos> Do meu ponto de vista Mudando de profissão Pois a moda agora é artista Ser júri em televisão Tomar banho só de cuia Comer jaca todo mês Aleluia, aleluia Vou morrer na BR-3 Everybody! Hey, hey, Gigi, take me back to Piauí. Meu Deus, meu Deus, take me back to Piauí.
So, is this one of the albums? Well, I guess no, it's remember. not. Oh, it's, it's not. not. No, so this is just a random song. Yeah. Oh, this from is, Reverb. Yeah, this is um, from one of their, like, the most recent mix they have up. Um, but I have, the last thing we reviewed was a song that I got from there, too. Huh. I mean, because they always just have weird cuts, and you're Sweet. like, where did this even come from? Awesome. Yeah. I like the idea of this project, and we can check in on it later. Yeah, we'll see how long we can keep it up. I, it, you know. But it's cool. I mean, I feel like even more than, I mean, it is a very cool project, but even more than that, I'm kind of like, my heart is warmed by how, <laughs> like, adorable it is that you guys have this project. And it reminds me of something that um, my friend and I, that we were just on the road trip together, we developed a matrix... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like we developed, we developed like um, you know, two spectrums for relationships. It's oh. the relationship matrix. Okay. So basically, in my world, like a good relationship um, exists where there is compatibility and commitment. Yeah, like that's a relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if people choose to be in it. And so, but if you think about them on scales, so it's, like, commitment, and then, like, what's the opposite of commitment? Um, that would be, like, independence, I guess, theoretically. And then compatibility, the opposite of compatibility, we decided would be not incompatibility, but, um, like, the word Hatred? we came up with was, was, was like, combustibility, like, uh, like, okay. like, destructive, or, like, right, like, right. like, awful together. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You make poison. Right. Um, so so if you think about it as like a, a square mm -hmm. where, you know, there's right. x-axis and y-axis, then right. you get like four squares. So yeah. the bottom left corner, so if commitment's on the bottom and independence is on the top, compatibility's on the left and combustibility's on the right. This Your compatibility and com commitment corner is the sweet spot. That's yeah. what that corner is called. Yeah. But if you have compatibility... But there's not a commitment factor, as in, like, there's an independence factor on one or both sides, then you get um, near misses, or, like, the one that got away kind mm, of relationships, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. compatibility, but not commitment. Yeah. yeah. But if you have um, commitment, but you're fucking awful together, we decide, this is a very difficult one, but we decided to call that bad death, or, like, a bad marriage. So that's where you're committed to each other, but you're actually shitty. Uh. So, um, yeah, but not bad death in the sense of like lesbian bad death of like necessary. Well, I mean, I guess that's bad death, but bad death as a metaphor for your whole relationship. Okay. You're just like dead to each other, okay. um, but not doing anything about it. And then the other corner, which is like, you're both independent and you're totally explosive is basically like hot You're mess. not together at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a hot mess. Like you're a, you're a one night stand or like, um, yeah. a, like a relationship that's no one supports. Yeah. Wow. It's bad for everybody, and like even you don't want to be in, but you kind of get sucked into all the time. So this is the relationship matrix, the sweet spot of compatibility and commitment. But also, if independence is your thing, then you get a lot of near misses, or maybe you get some hot messes. If commitment's your thing, you get sweet spots and like fucking awful relationships based on compatibility. Oh man! And I feel like that totally fits. And not that it's just four, but if you gradient out, you know, like. I feel like I can throw darts at this board and plot all of my relationships. Wow. 
we gotta post this. I know. I feel like we really we really hit on something there. <laughs> I feel really proud of our relationship matrix. I mean, I'm really inspired by Anne Friedman's pie charts, and so I I've, I've been trying to think on like spectrumy terms. Got it. Do you want to hear a horrible thing uh, someone told Bill today? Oh, not really. But go ahead. Well, in like relation to relationships. Yep. Um, they're like, oh, you're getting married. Oh, well, uh, you know, there's three rings involved. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. You're, Stop. Is it a dude saying this? Yes, mm, of course. Okay. Go on. Uh, the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and suffering. <gasps> I mean, that's kind of funny, but it's totally awful. <laughs> Apparently he was quite deadpan. No, in a loveless marriage, sounds like. Okay, well, that's even sad. That's actually sad. Well, don't, what are you doing? He said, you, oh, you, oh, less than a month, you still have time to get out of it. Who would say that? Well, I mean, unless they're joking. Someone who's, like, deeply sad. In which case, that's Oh, so you're pathetic. so sensitive. Ah, no, but I mean, don't No, you're it. right. No, but you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because if they really mean that, then it's like, I'm just oh my like, God, oh, you're yourself. toxic. But, like, yeah, right. obviously it's coming from a place of sadness. Yeah, see, they're in a bed death quadrant. Yes, this will <laughs> plot them out right here. Yeah, I don't want to say that this is foolproof. It's an initial draft, I think. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it also privileges the quadrant of compatibility and commitment, which, I don't know. Not everyone my can. preference, but it's not everyone's preference. Like, maybe some people really want relationships to kind of come in and out of their lives in a very independent way and like that's their well, like, huge do value. Do you kind of like, have a problem with labeling that other square independence because I feel like you can have independence and commitment. I agree. I was collaborating on this with a person yeah. who yeah. is in a super non-committal like space. Right. <laughs> and is trying to celebrate that and so and I'm in a very committal space and I'm trying to yeah. Kind of, like, absorb her independence energy. Got it. But I, yeah, I wouldn't have frame, framed it like that either. Oh, okay. I mean, lack of commitment to me is, or the opposite of commitment in the Disinterest. Context. Well, hmm, I mean, that would shift it in a cool way, I think, but that would change the flavor of this. I think you could, we could put a slash in there and people can choose the matrix yeah, of their choice. or we'll just do that as homework and we'll talk about the next time. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I like that idea. Okay, well, hopefully we'll talk before the wedding. If not, I hope you laugh a lot and have a great day. Oh, me too. And enjoy yourself. Um, I also hope that, because people don't really talk about this, I really hope that the period after the wedding is like an increasing relief rather than like a weird fade out of mm. nervous energy and like mm. stress. I hope that you can just be like, okay. Everything's different now in a cool new way that we hadn't really anticipated, and let's do this. Yeah. Rather than, like... Which is why I'm really glad we're going on honeymoon right away. It's cool. There's that nice little buffer. So traditional. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, well, thanks for listening, those of you who are still hanging on. Um, I'm really stoked that we keep getting... We, see, we seem to keep getting new listeners. So there's people who are continually finding us. Bless you. And going through and listening to old things. So all the old ones are still getting downloads, which is pretty sweet. I'm really that. into it. I don't know how you're finding us, but if you're finding us through the weird podcast world only and you're like not necessarily associated with Vancouver or you're not necessarily associated with anything Sad Mag related... Um, we love you, and we would really encourage you to go to Sad Mag. Ugh, I wish I had dinner. It's 10 o'clock, and I'm 
ate a whole box of candy at like between one and three. Mm. So I'm pretty hungry now. Can I have some toast, maybe? Just stay up longer and then it's fun. Yeah, I will. Um, goodbye, friends. Thanks for listening. Bye!